Welcome to the Life After Kids podcast with Drs. Brooke and Lynn. We're getting real, raw, and vulnerable on all things midlife. We're sharing our friendship of over 20 years, and we're having honest conversations about our struggles and what it really takes to live a meaningful life after kids. So brew your coffee or steep your tea and pull up a chair. Let's have a chat. Together, we'll rewrite the next chapter in Show Midlife Who's Boss. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Life After Kids with Drs. Brooke and Lynn. I'm Dr. Brooke. And I'm Dr. Lynn. Thank you so much for joining us again today, ladies. It's been a long day yesterday of recording. We're back at it. (laughs) Having a rough go of it recently. (laughs) No, just, you know, what that's like before you go on a trip, ladies. It's, you know, you you have your normal week, and then you've got to pack it all into two days, and you always think you can do more than you actually can. Um, but we're here and we are ready to talk about focusing on our strengths over staying in that place where we focus on what we don't have or what we lack or what are things that, you know, don't come easy to us. Yeah. 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 I, you introduced me to this conversation, right? Because it was from Strength Finders, which is you are a coach of Strength Finders, Um you could speak more to that, but you had introduced me to it. And I read um, the book. What is the book? Strength Finders 5.0? There are or... several, but yes, Strength, Strength Finders 2.0 is one, Discovering Your Strengths, Discovering Your Talents, yeah. I think. Um, there's many. You just look for any of the books by the Gallup um, right. company, the same people that do the polls. Yep. And I, I think I read the first one because you had asked me to take, this was like years and years ago mm-hmm. when you were asking me about taking the quiz, right? Yeah. And anyway, I read the book and this concept was introduced to me in the book. And I think you spoke about it too. And I never really gave it much thought, but it's true. If we really take a step back and think about it, why is it that we spend all of our time focusing on the things we're weak at or not good at and trying to make ourselves better instead of taking that energy and putting it into facilitating and growing the things that we're really good at? Yeah. And we do it with our kids too, which is really awful. Really sad. sad because mm-hmm. we're not, we're missing the point on that because they're different humans and they're, they come with their own set of talents and strengths. Um, but back to what you were talking about, um, you know, and you're like, why do we do that? Because, and I think, I don't know if it's a gender thing, but I know a lot of women who do this. I know that I spent a lot of time in my twenties and thirties before I took that Clifton Strengths assessment. So it's an assessment. So it's really backed in a lot of data. It's been around for almost 70 years now. And, um, you know, yeah, they are the poll people. So, so it's, it's very much rooted in like a large scale um, study that took place years and years ago. And then they've expanded and expanded on it. And it identifies the different types of strengths that, that basically breaks down that there are 34 different types of strengths that humans have. And we're, these are like what I would call um, meta skills. So like when we think of talents, like we think of talents like baseball or football, we're not talking about that. You could be really good at driving your car, you know, something along those lines. We're not talking about that. We're talking about these super skills that are just like the nuances of life um, and how you form relationships, how you get things done, how you influence people, how you think really um, that there are talents behind that. Yeah. 
I love it. But I, and I feel like, and by the way, that's one of the reasons I remember back in the day when you first asked me to take the, the quit, quit assessment, sorry. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> I just, at that time in my life, I just didn't really give much stock to things like that. Um, but one of the things that I really like about strengths finders is that it is so backed in science and research, right? Because some of these things aren't some of these assessments right. and personality tests are not. And so I feel like it's, um, uh, to me, it feels more substantial. Like I, you know me, yeah. I have issues <laughs> with like trusting things. Yeah. And so to me, I feel like I can put more stock into this and use it as a tool to really help. Yeah. Myself. And by the way, I think we should all be like that, be very discerning about yeah. what kinds of assessments we give credence to, because the last thing anything should do would you know, if you were to take one of these, you sh it, the biggest harm could be that it would put you in a box and, yes. or provide an excuse yeah. for where you are and keep you stuck somewhere. Well, I am this or I'm that. Mm -hmm. Any sort of either it's a behavioral profile or in this case, this is, you know, a, a strengths assessment. Um, there's Myers-Briggs. There's so many of them, like you said, and I'm not trained in those, so I can't speak to them. But if you're going to take any of these types of profiles or assessments, just make sure that it's something that you can, it's a growth tool. It's something that will develop you. Yeah. Um, and it should never explain away your behavior as much as it could give you some understanding, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, where are you starting from? Yeah. So that then you can choose, make your decisions a little bit more and rounded out with knowing your defaults, knowing sure. um, the things that you come packed and parceled with. Yes, I agree. And that's another great thing about strength finders because you can definitely uh, find strength finders coach. You are one. Yeah. But they also, when you take the assessment, there's a lot of resources there to kind of get you. It's not just like you take the assessment and then, oh, I'm this. Okay. Right. Like there's explanations. There's gives you some action steps and things like that. So that's helpful too, because I feel like if you're going to do something like that, use it as a tool. Don't You don't want to just do it to say, oh, give yourself a label to your point. Right. But how can I use this to grow myself and even step out of my box and become more of myself? Right. And I love this focus because there's not a focus on your weaknesses here. There's a focus on, on your strengths. Yeah. Right. Because when you take the just initial smaller assessment, you're getting your top five strengths you don't get the bottom things unless you go a step further, like, right. Cause there's 37. Do you know why we, why it is that way? No, but please tell everyone. It's so because don't be enlightened on the subject. Most people, what do you think they'll do? They go right to their weaknesses. Well, they'll look at their top one. Yep. And they'll go, Oh yeah, that's me. That's me. Yep. And then the next thing that they'll do is go right to, well, what don't I have? Yes. What am I missing? And that goes back to the conversation with um, women that we know and that I've worked with. And it was me at one time where you can be, you know, you can fall into that trap of what's wrong with me. What am I missing yeah. because of whether that's comparison or because of just confidence issues, um, just, you know, feedback you're getting in or the, a gap in where you are and where you thought you would be mm -hmm. in life. Um, we, we look to make explanations for that, those things, right? It, as humans, we try to make sense of it. And if, if you're not a more resilient, um, if you're not a, a natural, not, I wouldn't say like confidence, never natural. It's, it's 
practiced and instilled mm -hmm. and, and gained over time. Yeah. But if you are somebody like I was, who was lacking confidence, then you can automatically go to that message that there's something wrong with you instead of saying, well, man, what would happen if we actually focused on what was right with you? Yeah. Maybe you are different, right? Maybe you're out there and you're, you're thinking to yourself, my goodness, like there's nobody who thinks like me. I I've never met anyone who feels this deeply like I do, you know, if you're yeah. somebody with empathy or, you know, I just love to communicate and, you know, my husband just doesn't love to talk and I'm sitting over here and I'm like, you know, talking like it's talking to the yeah. radio, right? Yeah. But so these are all super skills. These are all talents, communication, whether, you know, it's communication in the Gallup sense or empathy in the Gallup sense. They come with what you, what you said, they come with explanations and it helps you to focus in on like, these are very, these are, this is your power and edge. Mm -hmm. This is something that comes so naturally to you that you probably don't even have to think about it. You probably don't think it's special just because you never stopped to think about it. You thought, well, doesn't everybody do it this yeah. way? Right. And because you're so natural at it because and these are inborn like these are things that you're born with this is nature in the nature versus nurture conversation this is a nature conversation the enneagram which is another type of personality yeah. profile system that we use that is much more of a nurture mm -hmm. right what happened when you were little and these messages that we got that helped you to or taught you how how to cope. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so strengths are much more of a nurture situation. So these are hardborn or hardwired. And that's why with your kids, the earlier you realize that they're not just many copies of you, right? And it's not a case of you can always just tell somebody what they should do, how to do it, when to do it, and they should repeat it because chances are they're just gifted. Not chances are, it's, it is guaranteed they are gifted in different ways than you are even your own children. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so, and, that, and that's such, I think it's, it's, it's a gift not only for yourself, but really when you can look at your kids and foster the steps that your kids are taking in life and help them along the way, whether it's going through high school or getting into college or after college, what kind of jobs they want. But when you can give them a perspective of what are, what are your strengths? Where is your will? What is your wheelhouse lie? Let's find those things for you and put the focus there instead of trying to build you up in these other places that a you're prop you might you're going to spin the wheel and waste way more energy on that trying to be something that you're not and b if you end up down the course of that type of the same major in college or you end up getting a job outside of your strengths and talents you're probably also not going to be very happy. Yes. And so that's the thing. But but what what is and what's interesting to me in this conversation, I think, especially for women and moms, is why do we want to focus so much on our weaknesses and try to change those and make them better? And then we're on this hamster wheel of constantly and we might eventually get better at that thing. But now we've wasted so much energy yes. on it instead of sticking to where we're where we are good, the things that we do well, the things that light us up. You know, and, and I think I, I love the conversation around strength finders in the assessment, but I think it applies to life in general. So, I mean, much. you yeah. know, it could apply to even to something as simple as like, if your child is not that great, say at sports, and this would apply more to a younger child, 
why do why is the focus constantly there? Let's fill them up in what they're good at. Yeah. Or it could be like, you know, math versus English. Obviously, that you want them to get good grades, but if they really excel in math, why is there a constant focus on your, you know, well, let's get you involved in the things that have do you know what I'm saying? Totally. I and mean, then they can really flourish. I think it was John Maxwell who talked about that because you know, if you say that you're good at something, whatever it is pick anything on a scale from one to 10. And, um, you know, it's not a strength for you. Um, maybe it's a three or four out of 10, yeah. right? You're really not, you're below average. Yeah. Okay. And we all have those things. So just accept that. That's what makes us all good together. And that's what that makes us need people. Yeah. Differences are an advantage because Something that you do well, I may not do to do as well, yep. but vice versa. And so when we partner together, we, you know, like Jerry Maguire said, we com complete each other, you complete right? Me. You can. <laughs> um, but in any case, back to John Maxwell. So, you know, you could work really, really hard because what do we want our kids to do in the case of the subjects, right? Okay. Well, you just need to double down on your English and you need to spend more time there yeah. and work really, really hard and get extra tutoring and practice. And at the end of the year, if if they're just not hardwired, now school is a little different. It's more of an applied skill, right? You yeah. can learn that. But yeah. think about it if you're a communicator or think about if you're somebody who, with the talent of discipline or the talent of maximizer, which these are some Gallup talents that I'm handing out. At the end of the, that year of working on the thing that you're three to four on, you yeah. might get up to about the six right? If you're lucky, maybe a seven, mm -hmm. you're still just a little bit above average, right? Mid range. Yeah. Versus if you take something you're really good at, like the math, or if it's you, Dr. Brooke, it's empathy and communication and um, um, connectedness yeah. and woo, some of your talents, and you work on those, you really hone those in, you find out what it means, you apply them every day, you look for opportunities to get better at them you're going to be a 10 plus. Yeah. Right. And so is that not much smarter use of our time? So much better. And by the way, and like you said, women, as women, we focus on the opposite. We are at a deficit there because if we compare ourselves, right, what are we doing? We're comparing ourselves to the most confident women in general, the most confident people know this. That's where this study came from. They knew they didn't know all the the nitty gritty yeah. but they knew in general what they were good at and they spent time in it yeah and to your point that's where you're happiest because when you're good at something it comes naturally to you mm -hmm. you learn fast at it you could teach others it feels good to do that thing right yeah who doesn't want to do you know if you're great at math who doesn't want to just like look it's not me, but I imagine there's some people yeah. who just love math. And so they look forward the yeah. students, right? Look forward to the math homework. Right. So it's the same thing with us. So those successful people, they don't spend time. Not only do they work on their strengths, they don't spend time worrying about what they don't have. Yes. Right. Or what they're they don't a do double well. deficit to that. Yes. Yes. And they have the confidence because they're getting all of this feedback, all of this validation because when you're really good at something, people notice yeah. and they will let you know. So many moms in the Life After Kids community are seeking more purpose now that their kids are grown. But over and over again, we hear this one thing. I don't know where to start. 
That's why we created the Life After Kids Goals Framework and User's Guide. It's the one tool you need to design your new chapter, and it will show you where to start. The best part is it's free. Use the link go.lifeafterkids.com forward slash goals framework to get yours now. That's go.lifeafterkids.com forward slash goals framework. Let's get started redesigning our life today. Yeah, it's great. And it's it, that's a great thing to foster for ourselves and once again for our kids. Yeah, you know, whether it's high school, college, grown kids, even middle school, whatever that is, it's such an important conversation. But, but I I want to know why. I would love to get your thoughts on why do you I mean, I know why I think, but why do you <laughs> think it is that especially mm. for us women that we want to focus on our weaknesses and not our strengths? I can think of two things that come to mind for me. Do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, that's a, that's a lot to unpack. I think there's a lot of factors there and I think it's individual. Um, but I think probably in general, we, 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 as women, we do suffer from lack of confidence Mm -hmm. in, in certain areas, right. And maybe in the workforce at times or like comparing ourselves to men or what have you. And I don't know if that's a, I'm not going to get into all of that, but I'm sure it's a little bit on our side too, where we just. Like I was telling about the study with the, with the, my daughter's at an all girls school this year. And um, I was reading a book about um, just, it had, it was a very interesting a study. Book she's reading too? No, no, this actually has not, the book has nothing to do with that, but <laughs> it was a study about uh, girls in a classroom taking math tests. Okay. Yes. So their score was lower when they were in a class with boys versus when oh, they were yeah, in a class by themselves. That. And it was because of their perception that they weren't as good as the boy in math as boys in math. So their scores were actually lower and they, you know, the scientists deduced that it was because of that. So Isn't it, it's wild. It's yeah. wild. What do you think? Because you've obviously given some thought to it. I just did in this moment. <laughs> and I was, I wasn't ignoring you, but I was jotting down some notes because I'm listening to you, but that. I'm also like, I don't want those things that came to <laughs> mind that were like aha moments for me to go out the door. But I can come up with three things here. I think number one for women, it's um, A, a lack in confidence in ourselves, right? We just don't feel yeah. confident and we want to, it's almost like, a negative feedback cycle, if we are telling ourselves that we're not good enough, and that's our internal message, well, we are rewarded for that. And we believe it when we focus on our weaknesses. Mm. I think that's one. I think the second one is that we just, for some reason, we want to play the comparison game. And we're always, instead of owning our own strengths and talents and authenticity, we want to look at every other woman around us and compare ourselves to them. And if we don't share their strengths, (laughs) We've got to focus on what they can do, even if it's not good enough for us. That goes back to the confidence too, right? Yeah. Because you're looking at somebody and instead of going, okay, they're, they're very different. They, you know, instead of being grateful or looking at yourself or your success, you're just looking at them and saying, well, I don't have that type of success. So it must be because, oh, look, she can do this and I can't do that. And you focus on that. Exactly. And the last one, and I really... I'm interested to hear what you have to say about this because I think it's because we want 
Two, we are more comfortable when we minimize ourselves. Hmm. And if we focus on our weaknesses, hmm. we can stay in a small space. What's that phrase? Do you remember that quote by, I think it was Marianne Williamson, mm -hmm. that's like, my our biggest fear yeah is not is that is not that we can't do it our biggest fear is that we we're can. more powerful and, and we, we can't can. mm -hmm. right and so That's, in some sense i wonder if we don't spend all of our time looking at the weaknesses and giving ourselves our excuse we're not good enough i got to work on this and it allows us to stay back hmm. whereas if we took some time and started to focus on the things that we're good at and nurture those things, man, we could be so powerful. And that's a little can be frightening. Yeah, I I love that you bring that up. And that's interesting, because I've been teasing something out with that whole topic, because of just a few things that have happened recently in my life. And, you know, I think this culture in general, everybody's trying to stand out, right? Mm -hmm. Whether it's on social media, or with the car you drive, or what have you. Yeah. Yet, on a day to day basis, if you stand out, you're actually alienated, right? If you actually do stand out, if you do um, do, do do something significant. If you go against the norm. Right. If you go against the norm, if you separate yourself from the pack, you actually pay for that because, and, and specifically women, I think we have a tendency to do that where we're, we'll turn on each other instead of, you know, being encouraging and happy and and, it, and I think that boils down to just a, a, a scarcity mentality. Just because you have something that I don't have doesn't mean that there's not enough resources that yeah. I can have the same thing. So yes. it's just, you know, we talk about abundance mindsets and scarcity mindset. It's where do you come from? Do you have a come, come from a place of, you know, there's enough to go around. There's, um, there's, it's limited, not limited in, in your talents, in yeah. your strengths, right? Or do you feel it's limited? And, and if somebody has some, you can't have it. So that, that goes real deep, but, but no, but I love that things. though. And, and that, that is another piece, I think, to this puzzle of why we stay maybe focused on the weaknesses, because we do tend to operate from a scarcity mode. Like I can't own my strengths and celebrate another woman for her strengths, because then, you know, there's just not enough for us to all be powerful right. in our own strengths. Yeah. Well, that was one of the things that, um, and the more I work in strengths, the more it gives that to me. And I think that if, um, if you are listening to this and you're a friend of mine, I hope that you feel this for me, because it's the one thing that I feel like has been one of the most practical things from learning strengths is just that in that I don't have to, I, I feel um, a relief in not having to be you mm -hmm. like, or not compare myself to you as my friend. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like I, I just don't feel like, I'm not going to say I never feel like jealous is such a strong word, but mm -hmm. like maybe once in a while somebody gets something and you're like, Ooh, that would be nice we, too. But it's, nature, you, we right? all, I'm not, we yeah, all have so that. I'm not perfect, but I'm just saying like, I don't, feel a sense of like envy or like not being able to be happy for somebody or just for who accepting them. I guess it's more in accepting them. It's not necessarily reaching goals. It's more or less accepting them for who they are because the more, the more I understand my strengths, the more I realize the part that I play in that friendship, in that 
relationship, whatever yeah. type it is. That could be in your marriage. That could be at work. Do you know what I mean? Did I say that? I, that maybe I need to no, expand on that. I, I think I get what you mean. And it sounds like you're saying because you're comfortable in your own skin and with your own strengths and where you operate, it enables you to let go of feeling like you need to be like any of your friends or feeling like they're better than you or that you're jealous of what they right. have. You can just be comfortable with who you are and celebrate who they are. Right. Is that kind of what yes. you were getting at? Yes. And we are not all things to all people. No. And we shouldn't have, and we, we shouldn't have can't to be. be. And we shouldn't have to be. And I think that it allows you to just be really open and accepting of yourself. And it gives you more self-love back so that the, the more you love yourself, the more you can love your friends, right? Yes. We've said this over and over. The degree to which you can give love is limited by the degree to which you love yourself because you can only love another person at the same level you love yourself. It's like not physically possible to go above that. You yes. might think it is. You can sacrifice more for somebody. Yes. But you can't. It's just, I mean, we talk about this over and over. Well, it's so important though. And I, and I've said this before, I mean, it's, there's scripture about this. Love your neighbor as how, as yourself, mm -hmm. you're supposed to love other people as you love yourself. Well, if you don't love yourself, <laughs> if you don't appreciate yourself for your own strengths, if you don't understand yourself, then how can you, if, if, on top of loving, yeah. if you don't understand yourself, how do you understand your friend? Right. How do you Which, get to know, if you don't know yourself, how are you going to get to know your friends right. on a better, on a deeper totally. level? Totally. And that can be easier said than done. Oh my gosh. Right? We're sitting here, just love yourself. How do you do that? You know, those are the questions that I wanted to know when I was on that journey. And this is just one of those tools. This is just one of that mm -hmm. self-work. But this is so thorough that it literally spells out your DNA. This assessment, the Gallup Strengths, um, Clifton Strengths Finders. It spells out your DNA for how you're wired for all those, for those four things that we talked about. And we based our, our purpose quiz on it, right? You know, all the information that we took, it's proprietary. Sure. So some of those things are definitely ours, but um, it, this is part and parcel because everybody needs to know a little bit about if you're going to go out and, you know, you're trying to find out what's next for you. You need to know about your strengths. Um, even if it's just on a more macro scale. Yes. So that you can get started in the right direction. Because like you said, the last thing you want to do is end up somewhere where you realize, well, that sounded good, but I'm not happy because it doesn't fit my strength. Sure. Yeah. No, it's so good. And I wonder what our lives would look like if we spent more time um, instead of putting our focus on the negative qualities in people, whether that be our spouse whether that be ourself, whether that be our friends, whether that be our family members, what if instead of having the perspective and constantly going to, oh, they did this, they did that, they did, I mean, how many times do we nitpick about our spouses even? And instead of that, we started to flip the script and made a conscious effort to say, okay, but look at this, look at this good that they do. Yeah. Look at what about this? What about how they support me? How they, whatever that is. If we could, I am notorious for doing that. I'm sure we all are, that we want to poke you know, we, it, it's just, for some reason, it's easier to look, why is it easier to look at the negative? Yeah. It's always easier. Listen, I think that if every couple had some coach, I'm, I mean, I'm that serious about it. We would have, we would cut the divorce rate in half. Yeah, you know, I'm like, sure. 
you can't fix I, a I person who I mean, there's character issues. There's a, there's things there that happen. Addicts, adulterer. I'm not talking about that. But how many good couples do you know that started out in love that were a seemingly good match and then they just they whatever right together and get together. But it's usually because opposites attract, right? So what you see in your mate that brought you to them, you actually were attracted to that. And there's some some people that think, um, you know, there was a really, there was a great book I read, we'll link it in the notes about marriage, if this is you and you want to learn more about your, your mate. This was an excellent book, but um, your soul is kind of looking for that completion of you. So you see what your partner has that you might be, again, yet missing, but on a subconscious level, right? So we come together and we're this great partnership. We're this great complement of each other. But then we don't actually see what those parts are. And then you add in daily stress, kids, finances, all those things. Pretty soon as you're coping, yes. what you're trying to do, what you can't understand is why doesn't your partner cope the same way or address life or see have the same filter as you and so that's where the nitpicking comes instead of let's rewind let's really see them for who they are and how they cope differently there's not just one right way right so yeah. I think women are really bad at that I'm gonna be honest in general we're really bad at that we think oh our gosh. way is the only way oh my god I know I did that to my poor husband and um I don't know where that comes from but um you know what I mean? Uh, so their way, and again, like, 100%. right. And they're, they're not always right. They no. need us as yeah. well. But I'm just saying it goes both ways. It goes both ways. For sure. 100%. Man, I can talk to you about this all day, but we're yeah. going, okay. yeah, it's a good, we, we should get into this a little more. I would love to get feedback from you all. Let us know, like, if you want more on these types of topics and more about strengths, even because Dr. Lynn is a wealth of knowledge. She's got me involved in it too. So we're happy to bring that to you. If you're interested, let us know. You can DM us. Uh, you can email us via the website, which is www.lifeafterkids.com. Um, make sure you're following us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. TikTok. Um, no, just go be your amazing self. Um, there's only one of you. There's only ever going to be one of you uh, because of your strength profile. You are completely unrepeatable. And the world needs your gifts. So go learn about them and do and be your amazing self. I love it. Thanks again for listening to Life After Kids. When you have a moment, please rate and review the podcast here. And if you liked our conversation, hit follow and share it with a friend. For more on Life After Kids, go to www.lifeafterkids.com. We'll be back every Sunday. And we hope you will too. Until next time.